0: That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com code super24. Welcome to the Smirkanish Podcast for independent minds.
1: Which workplace approach do you believe is the most productive? In the office? At home? A hybrid model? It's not just Elon Musk. A growing number of corporate executives now want to put an end to the work-from-home revolution. A lot of workers have gotten used to the flexibility. They seem to have the leverage. Of course, Musk last week demanded that his workers return to the office. He's the world's richest man. He sent a pair of similar memos. This was last Tuesday to push his employees at SpaceX and Tesla. In his email to SpaceX employees, Musk told workers that they were required to spend a minimum of 40 hours in the office per week, those who did not do so would be fired. That's what he said in the memo. The New York Times had the reporting initially. Lannon Newen covers Wall Street for the New York Times, has been writing extensively about exactly these issues and joins me now. Landon, thank you so much for being here. So which industries do you see going remote
2: Thank you, Michael, for having me. I think right now we're seeing that the tech industry, despite um, Musk's recent pronouncements, is uh, leading the charge in terms of remote work. But this is kind of uh, uneven across all industries. I mean, PricewaterhouseCoopers, Airbnb are two other examples of companies that are leaning in the remote direction. And I think even within individual industries, you're seeing a lot of uh, divergence between what people think, whether it's remote some of the time, hybrid some of the time, or fully in office working. I think this is a really battleground among employers to try and get their staff either back in the office or to give them the flexibility that they'll need to to really stay loyal to the company.
1: You wrote a piece, you co-authored a piece that caught my eye recently talking in particular about Goldman. In fact, the headline was Goldman's move to unlimited vacation is good for Goldman. Explain
2: So this is an interesting one because the unlimited vacation that has been rolled out across uh, multiple companies in the last few years, whether it's Netflix or Broadcom, these are types of policies that really enable the company to sort of stopped keeping track of vacation. Uh, and what we found is that in employers like that, uh, sometimes people actually end up taking less vacation when you have an unlimited policy. And in particular at Goldman, there is this kind of hard charging culture, which means nobody takes vacation anyway. And so the sort of unlimited policy was seen by a lot of insiders as a, you know, not really that genuine, you know, as a way to stop the accounting. But also, you know, uh, there was plenty of eye rolling about the fact that people just aren't going to take this vacation anyway. And so it's seen more as a kind of PR gesture rather than a genuine attempt at trying to get people to rest and recharge.
1: And isn't part of the assessment that some hold about Goldman the same as, I know Scott Galloway from NYU Stern, I interviewed him this weekend and he made this observation about Musk. When Musk says you must come back to the workplace, it might be a clever way by which he's looking not to have to pay severance because those who won't come back leave the firm and he's looking to trim the payroll anyway.
2: Certainly, that has been part of the speculation around the Musk move, but also around other companies as well. People said that about Goldman, too. There are a lot of people who are longstanding employees who have banked holidays. um, And, you know, if they do leave the company, um, you know, the company still has to pay those days out. Whereas if you institute an unlimited vacation policy, you don't track the days anymore and you don't have to pay anyone out for any of the days that they uh, had accrued over their tenure at the company.
1: In the story that I'm making reference to that you co-authored, you talked to the UBS president, either you or your colleague did. He spends most of his week at their office in Weehawken, New Jersey. And then the Times says, but he said the great remote work experiment of the last two years had debunked the myth that employees were less productive at home. In fact, he said they are more productive. I guess my question for you is, do you think there's, Consensus as to whether people Are more or less productive at home Or is it industry specific
2: I think it's Industry and company specific I don't think there is consensus but I do Think there is a strong argument that Many different types of employees are very productive from work uh, or from home. Uh, I certainly feel that I'm productive when I'm working from home. And I did an unscientific scan of your recent TV guests, and I saw that many of them were dialing in remotely. You can see them working from their home office or from wherever they are. It's true. And, you know, we are still firing on all cylinders or a lot of people are when they are working from home and so i think there is a strong case that many employees are productive from home and that is why people are sort of digging their heels in when it comes to these return to office calls because they have proven themselves to be productive proven themselves to be strong performers even when they're you know working from their basement or from their backyard
3: this is the smirconish podcast from sirius xm spring is that you
1: You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit BuyAToyota.com.
3: Listen to Michael live, weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app.
1: I read a University of Chicago study this weekend talking about uh, it was a review of a large Asian software firm. They didn't identify it. They weren't they weren't permitted to identify it at the time. But the conclusion from this study was that remote workers put in longer hours but are actually less productive. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, there are surveys and and data. I think Nicholas Bloom did a, a study um, on a Chinese travel agencies. And and you're right to say that people do work longer hours. It does seem like the, the remote work hours sort of stretch and yawn into uh, the evening hours. And so there isn't as much separation between the working day and home life. Um, and so I do think the jury is still out. We're only Two years into this experiment, and a lot of uh, a lot of it depends on how your company sort of manages people working from home as well. Um, You know, so telling people to take breaks and asking them to sort of log off and not send emails at you know nine p.m. in in the evening. Uh, But it is really, I think, not set in stone yet how well and how productive people will be in the long term. This has been a two-year kind of semi-crisis mode where people have been really cranking it out, and I'm not sure how long that that continues without people kind of mixing it up, going back into the office or staying at home for some of the time and being in person. So
1: which which industries, Lannan, do you see most wanting workers back? And to what extent are they willing to go in terms of perks to get them back?
2: So the industry I cover, I cover Wall Street and I cover banks across the U.S. They have huge workforces, in some cases, you know, 200,000 people or more. And I think the banks would prefer people to be back in the office, and a lot of the CEOs have made noises about wanting their staff back in the office, Goldman being a prime example. Um, but they are, I think, struggling to get everyone, especially the white-collar workforce, to come back in. Of course, branch workers and people who are sort of frontline employees have been working through the whole time. But for the white-collar and corporate staff, uh, really, m- banks have had to kind of roll out a whole suite of perks like free food, happy hours, you know, uh in- They sometimes travel stipends to really get people back into the office. But the stumbling block, particularly in cities like New York, is a long commute, um, you know, the perception that crime is rising and a couple of, you know, well sort of highlighted cases of people dying in accidents or or, uh, attacks in Times Square. You know, that's really kind of putting people on their guard and uh, really diminishing the argument and the appeal of returning to the office.
1: How about mandates? What has been the response when an employer says you've got to be back? Do they lose employees? Are they taking a big risk? I mean, I would think that if if you're Musk and you say to millennials, you must be in the workplace. And if others, other suitors are not making that demand, then people might flee.
2: This is a great question. I think we're still not, uh, you know, we still don't know the results of that question, but that is a big concern, right? At this stage, it's a very hot labor market. People have plenty of options. They're bargaining for higher pay, better conditions. And uh, in these sort of hardline environments, we have seen that, you know, workers, I've heard it myself, people talk to me and they say, well... Why is my employer being, you know, such a, you know, such an authoritarian? I'm getting everything done. And I think that is happening across the industry that I cover in Wall Street. And um, to be frank, some of the leaders have had to sort of soften their tone because employees are pushing back right now. And uh, employees, I think, hold a very strong hand uh, in terms of pushing back.
1: Our daughter is a a Brooklyn expat. She's in real estate and her (laughs) husband is in tech. And I'm amazed that they have not been forced back into the workplace. And I keep thinking about it, that if their employers, two different employers, were to demand that they come back, probably the fear is that there there are other jobs out there that they could slide to. And unless all the employers are lockstep, this thing is never going to go back to where it was.
2: Yeah, and I think there is competition among employers, even in the industry that I cover, and I'm sure in the the industries that your daughter and son-in-law work in. Different employers are making different cases. Some are saying, hey, look, you can come back. Um, We'll be flexible. You can work. You know, two weeks of the year, anywhere you want. You, you you can be hybrid. You can come in one day a week. It's all over the place right now, but it's right. definitely a selling point. And what I'm hearing from recruiters is companies are trying to win business and win new staff based on their flexibility. They're they're trying to make overtures to new new employees by saying that they're flexible. And others are really uh, digging their heels and saying, "No, we want people back five days." I don't know if we're ever going to get there again.
1: Lannon, one final question. So what's your deal for the times? Are you doing all your work from home or are you going into uh, that big building that I've driven past so many times? Tell me what your schedule is like.
2: It's a beautiful building. I am hybrid right now, but the role of a journalist and, you know, what we need to do is go out and see sources and I much prefer to see people in person when they're comfortable with it. So, I'm trying to get out and and be out in the world and see sources as much as I can and also meet with my colleagues in person as much as I can. At the same time, I really enjoy the flexibility of being able to sit at home, focus on my computer, have no distractions and just, you know, type and write. So, I like the blend, um, but we'll see where we go from here. Okay, but
1: when you were in the office, where did you go for lunch?
2: (laughs) Um, I would go to uh, the local Greek place across the street, um, which is still, I think, thriving. uh, But, you know, there are a lot of places that are a little quieter now because people like me are not in the office as much.
1: Right. I mean, the domino, this is why Eric Adams has a vested interest in this. The domino impact of what you and I are talking about is enormous especially for cities.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true. And, uh, you know, the, the data, particularly in New York, are pretty low. I think, um, you know, only 8%, I believe, of New York employees are back in the office full time. And, you know, the foot traffic uh, for office occupancy is around 42.9% across the major cities in the U.S., according to um, Castle Systems, which is, you know, a, a company that tracks um, sort of office uh, occupancy and so yeah we're at really pretty low levels I mean only 40 percent of offices are full right now so I think that is an issue for cities and certainly it's an issue for New York City and Eric Adams has been very uh, very much banging the drum about trying to get people back and it, it it's you know so far the bank CEOs have been very receptive to that call um, but unfortunately we've also had some high-profile cases of people being killed on the subway and that is really you know kind of worried a lot of people on top of of which we have a two year pandemic, which also worries people about getting back on public transport.
1: Lannan Newen, that was excellent. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all that insight. Thank you so much. Lannan covers Wall Street for The New York Times and has written about this issue extensively.
3: This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles.
1: You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit BuyAToyota.com. Listen
3: to Michael live, weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel One Twenty Four and on the
1: SXM app. So I now want Greek food. Where did you <laughs> Where did you go out to eat when you were working in town? Um, I mean, I know, I know, it's always a choice. Well, I these would, days, ahem, I would occasionally eat at a club. Oh Lord, <laughs> help us all. <laughs> oh, um, and now it's Primo's hoagies, huh? It was. It was <laughs> a fun. It was a for for for, for ten years. I mean, I worked in the city before the 10 years that uh, stand out in my mind for practicing law. OK. OK. But for those 10 years, actually, TC, I'll, I'll enjoy answering your question because I'm sure it makes will. it makes a point that I've wanted to make about the return to work, which is not exactly in line with the survey question. But you, you asking me bring back happy memories of the Corned Beef Academy. Uh, I remember the Corned Beef Academy quite well. And they teaching you about corned beef? Well, Corn Beef Academy, you go in there for a corned beef special, but the waitresses were so hungry. The waitresses were of a special blend. They all had painted nails and they were rather well endowed, candidly, if you must know the answer to that. What are you, ta- my, what are you, what are you and, even talking about? Joey? What do you mean painted nails and breasts? Joey, what you- not your Joey, but a different Joey used to manage the place, and he was a Stitch, and it was fun to go there and eat lunch. Wait a minute. Or, was this like Hooters? What are you talking about? Uh, it was a like a precursor to Hooters. Oh my same concept. Good corned beef. So there was that. There was also the, uh, the Happy Rooster where, I've told you before, Doc Ulitsky never seemed to charge me the same thing for, for the same lunch. But I... <laughs> Good and tight. But I think about I think about the a day and three times? Four times? Are you finished? Holy smokes. Good thing I bought all those tissues this God, weekend. God bless me. Bless you, bless you, bless you. <laughs> I think about my day for the ten years of practicing law and the routine that they follow. I think about, for example, I would park and pay in the same lot. And the happy rooster spa? The the Parking lots are, they're suffering oh, because people yeah. are not coming in. First of all, the the real estate market is suffering the most oh my gosh. because these buildings are empty and the people who have massive footprints don't need as much real estate as they used to have. So the real estate industry is being turned upside down in a city like Manhattan. You've now got a contemplation of turning into apartments, buildings that heretofore were offices, but then again... If people aren't going to be working in the downtown, are they really going to be living in the downtown? There's a ripple effect on parking. There's a ripple effect on lunch spots, delis, bodegas. I'll give you another one, although this is of a bygone era, and it was one of the great pleasures of my week. You'll laugh at me, and I don't care. Shoeshine. I loved getting my shoes shined and there were such a throwback and there were well i sound like a throwback now but i'm this is this is 15 years ago i know but you're there were were a number of places no like you know men 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 practicing men practicing law it was not a female thing plenty of women were colleagues of mine but it was guys who would go to a a couple of places that were absolute dives and for 10 minutes i guess it would be the equivalent of getting your nails done Mm. if you were a woman But those places can't survive anymore. Um, Here's something else that's not really by virtue of the pandemic and what we're talking about, but just a memory of that era. I used to love going to a newsstand and having a choice of newspapers. But those times and then, of course, there were places where after work, not every day, but occasionally you'd go and you'd meet uh, colleagues for a cocktail. That's out. So, the ripple effect of people deciding to work from home. I mean, do people, do people who work from home go to lunch? Lunch used to be a big thing for me. I'm a, I, I'm like a solitary lunch figure these days. You make reference to, to Primo's or Antonella's or, or any of my usual haunts. Um, but, but you're in just the picking day, up something and going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm right. eat, eating alone. But, sure. but in the day, it right. was a, but all of these businesses, have been turned upside down now and not for and not for the better. Well, isn't it Jamie Dimon who said like if you can come into new, in the city for lunch or for dinner, then you can come in for work? Cuz right. he was saying, you know, I'm seeing I'm seeing people out and about. If you can people, come in for social things, come in and work. People believe people believe that they are people believe that they are more productive in whatever model they want is what I think. That I mean that's that's basically how I see it. And I I told you that I I looked at some of the data on this. Let me just see if I have it at my, my fingertips because there was, yeah, here we go. Here we go. So I told you about um, this University of Chicago study. This University of Chicago study found remote workers put in longer hours. I w- you know, you wouldn't think that. You would think that it, intuitively you would think that if people have the ability to be at home, are they working longer or shorter? You'd say shorter. No, the data says they are actually working longer hours, but that they are less productive effects that were especially pronounced among parents. Workers spent more time in meetings, the study found, but they lost out on important face time with their managers. That's another thing that I see. I'm I'm a participant in many a Zoom call these days. And I see a tremendous amount of wasted effort by Zoom that I attribute to the fact that people have not had socialization. And consequently when they get on these Zoom calls, they're long winded and they don't like cut to the chase in a way that I think that they would if they were having regular contact with people.
0: The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish
3: live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS channel 124 or
0: anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors